Warning, warning. Two idiots are charging at the giants in the distance. Please cover your eyes and await further instructions. Hello, welcome back to the Silver SCP. It's episode 145 and we know what we're doing by now. Yeah, we're really good at podcasting. This isn't even our third try. Oh, um, it's been a hell of a week, maybe, it, for our viewers. Has it been for you? Oh, it's been, actually, the last week was truly awful, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty rough, but it's not the content, weekend it's came. Pain. I feel rejuvenated. I'm recording with my Me buddy. Too. It's going to be a good time. Uh, cool too, a cool thing and a not cool thing I noticed on the front page. Cool thing is they're featuring artists now, which is great because I always feel this like... This is not new, but yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say, <laughs> like, I hear a lot of, like, um, mixed things about how artists are treated on the wiki, so it's good to see them get recognized. I, I a bad like thing is they still... I they even let me let out of their cells, so I'm very yeah, happy about them. it'll be great for them. Uh, bad news is the site news still hasn't been updated since January 8th. So, and I don't have any news for you guys. I'm sorry. I know this you guy is so... a leech. I actually, I actually do have some news. I have some have... news. Okay, if we get to the comments and I see that Banker Paul has talked about this news, you're fucking dead. Well, the news I was going to say is that I beat the main story, I think, of um, Shadow of War. And I have to say, when the guy was like, Bright Lord, Dark Lord, same difference, really, he was really right all along. And uh, that was crazy. I'm sorry. Did you that. ever. Did you ever beat the main story? I did, yeah. yeah. Where the Calabrimbor is like... Uh, spoilers incoming for Shadow of War. <laughs> <laughs> that game's been out a few years. Also, like, everyone on the server has been and no one fucking playing, cares. so it's fine. But that, that fucked me up, so now I'm in the Shadow Wars, and I'm getting my fort sieging on. That's pretty good. Nice. Um, that's all the news I have. I don't know what news you were talking about with Banker Paul. Um, well, Banker Paul will be doing the DSCP news. I'm, I'm looking forward to that at the end of the episode when we get to the comments. Sure, yeah, we can read that. We'll go. Yeah, I don't need your permission. We're going to do it every time. But yeah, what do you have planned for me today? What do I have planned? Wow. Um, <clears throat> First, I need to ask you a question about you, your, your knowledge. Are okay. you familiar with uh, the story of Don Quixote? Yes. Uh, he was like, it's like this guy, uh, and he wants to fight giants, but the giants are actually windmills, but he does so regardless. Word for word. Yeah, I mean, I read the Don Quixote when I was in like my high school Spanish class, and that's pretty much all I took. You know, like he remember. just like me for real. Yeah, exactly. And I think he had a squire too, like a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're reading about Don Quixote. I remember we talked about this vaguely last week that there was like a Don Quixote related SCP. Did we? Oh, uh, I, I we didn't mention. Yeah, okay, that must be when I decided we were going to read this because I can't remember why I. Why <laughs> I think someone suggested it in the comments. Oh man. Okay. Well, why don't you give it to me? What is it? So, as much as it pains me that I'm technically following a recommendation from one of my cretinous viewers, <laughs> we're going to be reading SCP Four Zero Two Eight: La Historia di Don Quixote de la Mancha by the Great Hippo. Hell yeah! Uh, who's this by again? The Great Hippo. The Great Hippo. <gasps> yeah, that's another reason I remember I really wanted to read it is because they're like, it's a hippo article. That's oh, what we goodness. need, baby. I love Hippo so much. Do you think we could ever get him back on again? Um, if we can get past the lawyers, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Why don't you start reading for me? Absolutely. Maybe absolutely. bedtime story. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about this guy. Note, mm -hmm. you are viewing an archived iteration of this file. This file is a previous iteration of an active document. It has been locked and archived. Any information contained within may be inaccurate or fail to reflect the most recently available data. Please contact this anomaly's current container director, P. Menard at scp.pathphysics. <laughs> I always love when there's like an SCP email. It just feels like so mundane compared to all the shit you read about. Was like, the fucking six dimensional inclone cannon? I think what's crazier to me is that SCP Foundation, who has basically unlimited funding, does not have a global address list in Outlook to just look up someone's email. <laughs> they have to put it in the fucking article. <laughs> or email your int SCPF and server administrator for more details from Pierre Menard, director of Pathphysics. You know, has anyone which ever we've done... greatly familiar with over the last couple of episodes? 
<laughs> Forgive me for like going completely off topic, but has anyone ever done like a tale or an article or like Parawatch where someone like hacked SCP and like got limited information and we're trying to piece together what the fuck this was? I can imagine at some point because you know there are like those websites where people will like post like um, servers or like random things with like fucking breaches or like exploitable like backdoors and stuff. Mm. So someone just like stumbles on it and is like, "What the fuck is this?" Well, I, I can imagine it, it's it's a pretty obvious concept. I imagine it's been done at some point. But I couldn't name any specific examples, sort of off the top of my head. Fair, fair. Sorry, the words right. attempted to escape. <laughs> They're in my brain. Uh, yeah, let's continue then. Item number SCP two zero four eight. Object class Keta. Level four four oh zero two eight classified. We have a picture here. It's a. F- I love it. It's a figure one point one. A depiction of SCP four zero two eight. From the cover of an 1827 British edition of Don Quixote. Uh, fun fact, it's also August's ancestor. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Special yeah. containment procedures. The development of ex- effective containment procedures for the SCP is ongoing. Meanwhile, personnel are focused on the expungement of all canonical deviations in fiction caused by SCP-4028. To accomplish this, the following measures are in place. Affirmation-operated bot, IO is, is meta, is to monitor academic journals focused on Western literature and flag articles discussing texts deviating from canons for review. Wait, is that name just is meta? I think so. <laughs> and then Mandela, like the Mandela effect? God damn it. A foundation-operated bot, IO Mandela, is to monitor online fiction communities and flag discussions regarding texts deviating from canons for review. Texts which deviate from established literary canons will be reviewed by MTF Row 1. The professors! Yes, let's have a look. To determine whether or not the deviations <laughs> can constitute evidence alterations by the SCP. They're like the fucking... It's just like a bunch of super buff doctors with, like, nerd glasses. <laughs> they still have a nerd voice, though. They're like, I am my PhD. I've been working on all my muscles, including but not limited to my brain. That reminds me of a video I have to show you. I'm going to put it in the messages so I don't forget. It's going to be the second century right. warlord. <laughs> it's not second century warlord, I promise. But an altered text is identified... A joint operation conducted by MTF Row 1, the Propellers, MTF Mu 4, Debuggers, and MTF Gamma 5, Red Herrings, is to expunge all knowledge, digital, physical, and anecdotal, of these text and public records. Low-key, I kind of love how on-the-nose these names are. It kind of it feels like it's fitting with Don Quixote. When feasible, altered texts be restored to their unaltered state, otherwise these texts are to be destroyed. So, what do we think from these separate containers? Um, I think that considering it's called the history of Don Quixote, that the catch is going to be Don Quixote's real, and he's like altering fiction to tell of his tales or something. Okay. Description: SCP four zero two eight is Alon- Alonso Quixano, the protagonist. Quijano. Quijano. Protagonist of Miguel de Cervantes' 17th century Spanish novel, El Ignacio Hidalgo Don Quixote de la Mancha, the ingenious nobleman Sir Quixote of La Mancha, or Don Quixote. You did mostly good on that. I, I mean, that like I've never done any Spanish is, in my life. Spanish is hard. you're a British person, so like Spanish is hard because I assume that's not like a language option in your class. Well, actually, it was randomly assigned in my high school either French or Spanish. I was wait, fucked. you didn't get to choose? No, it was, I, I was assigned France. <laughs> assigned France at birth. <laughs> and it was fucked up as well. It was fucked up as well because I need to complain about it now because I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I remember weird. your hamburger memory. Tell me more about no, no, your no, no, experiences no, no, no. The hamburg- French. No, my my, my my one big gripe with it. Mm-hmm. So, in my high school, right, we had a set system. Like, there were, like, five sets per class, depending on how, like, brain-dead you were. Mm-hmm. Now, the sets you were in, in French, they assigned you a set straight away. So, obviously, they have no way of knowing how good you are at French. So what I guess they just based it on your uh, grades in other classes? No, in one particular other class, English. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just kept saying English. So... <laughs> Automatically, I was put into the top set in French, and I had See, no the thing fucking idea I, I was doing. And I, ju- I fell all the way down to the last, the bottom one. I, I'm about to say something that I have no uh, result, like or scientific basis for. But I would argue that if you're like a big writer, which I know you were in high high school, that it might be harder to learn another language because that, most other languages as well because English class you do not learn English in English class it's not a language class yeah you, you learn grammar mostly exactly. and like structure but but the thing is like if you're a writer most other languages have different grammar and like you're so used to using the grammar that you're used to that I think it might be harder to learn exactly. another language and I went that's from just set idea. one all the way to set five 
but like I didn't drop down gradually all at once. <laughs> and then we just watched yeah. movies all lesson. Yeah, that that sounds about right for like a bottom tier language class. It's just like watch watch movies in the language I with don't even think in the language. <laughs> I, I remember, like, we finished out Spanish in high school by watching Beverly Hills Chihuahua Spanish dub. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck. In Don Quixote, Alonso Quintano is a Spanish noble, or Hidalgo, who, who goes mad from reading chivalric romances. He proclaims himself a knight's errand and takes the name Don Quixote de la Mancha, recruiting a simple farmer, Sancho Panza, to act as his loyal squire. Don Quixote was published by Cervantes in two parts, the first in 1605 and the second in 1615. It is widely considered one of the most influential works in Western literature. SCP-4028 is a sapient who is, well, of course, uh, Mitt Don Quixote, it said previously, the actual character, is a sapient metafictional construct capable of inhabiting and altering fictional text narratively adjacent to the one it occupies. Adjacency is determined via characters or settings shared between texts. The SCP alters stories it enters to more closely fit his ideals of knightly conduct. This includes defending those it perceives as helpless, striking down those it perceives as wicked, and extolling the virtues of romantic chivalry. So just to double check real quick, is SCP-4028 Alonzo Keanu or Don Quixote? Because it said it was Alonzo, but then it says sapient metafictional... Con- okay, so so this implies he was always a sapient metafictional construct. Well, it's not a true story, you understand. I know, I know, <laughs> but I'm just getting it in the canon of this article. I must understand. Yes. Okay. And then we have examples of altered texts. Right. Original text, an 1845 copy of the New York Tribune containing the poem The Raven. By Al- Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah. Alterations. Okay. After the seventh refrain, Alonzo Quiano appears, arrives on horseback and strikes the raven down with an axe. Alright, I'm going to try this one more time with you. You know how it's Quixote? Yeah. It's Quiano. That's what I said. Quixano. That's what I said. Alright. What the fuck? Post in the comments, right. guys. That's what I fucking said. <laughs> and Zonzo Quiano arrives on horseback and strikes the raven down with an axe. The remainder of the poem is a debate between the narrator and Alonzo regarding who is lovelier, the narrator's lost Lenore, or Alonzo's beloved Dulcinea. It concludes with a fist fight. Footnote. Dulcino's true name was Aldonzo Lorenzo. She was a peasant farm girl who never even knew Alonzo existed. Damn. Roasting him. Fu- Isn't that the same thing with like fucking uh, in Dante's Inferno with the whole like what's her face? Well, I think Beatrice. He, Dante did know Beatrice. <laughs> yeah, but like when they were kids once, though, right? I don't know. I'm not familiar with Dante's fucking romance. I'm pretty sure it was like a girl he met once when they were nine, and then he decided that like even though he got married to someone else, he's like, I this is the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy back when I was nine. <laughs> I wish I wasn't Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not in love with Beatrice, you just miss how you felt when you were nine. <laughs> <laughs> then we have an 1847 English edition of A Christmas Carol. After Ebenezer Scrooge arrives at the churchyard, Alonzo Quiano charges the ghost of Christmas yet to come on horseback, striking it down. Alright, you're saying Quiano, like with a Y. It's Quijano. Like Quijano, then. Quijano. <laughs> he told me that I was doing it with X first. <laughs> Yeah, the, that's because I was like, I knew you were doing it wrong, but my brain didn't process it right, and I apologize. Strange. You're doing it, like, with a Y. Okay. It's like, Keanu, but it's Kihano. Keanu Reeves. Yes. If that helps. Okay. Alonso then carries Ebenezer home atop an exhausted Rocinante, an aging, long-suffering steed. The story continues as before, with Ebenezer awakening in his bed as a changed man. An additional paragraph at the end mentions the world's gratitude to the mysterious knight who slew death itself. Nice. An 1876 English edition of Memoirs of a Woman of Pleasure, or Fanny Hill. Fanny writes to Madame about the mysterious knight who arrived on horseback and struck down a brothel moments before it lured her into its doors. <laughs> he defeated the, the brothel? Yeah, I guess. The stranger then gave her a sack of gold acquired from a miserly fellow who had no more need of it. She took it from fucking Scrooge. She used this money to establish an orphanage and school for poor and vulnerable children such as herself. The remainder of the book consists of Fanny explaining the pleasures and meaning between various type of flower arrangements, complete with illustrations. Damn. An 1881 French edition of Justine, or The Misfortunes of Virtue. As the story begins, Alonzo Quijano joins the 12-year-old Justine. Close enough. Well, it's it's as close as it's going to (laughs) get. He accompanies her until the novel's end. All encounters which previously resulted in Justine's torture or assault are now resolved by Alonzo preemptively striking down the responsible parties as soon as they appear. 
based. Justine eventually reunites with her sister, Juliet. Alonzo strikes down a lightning bolt intended for them both, then challenges the narrator to a duel. The story hastily concludes with both sisters receiving a large inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually fits really well after the admonition we just read. Okay, giga chat. <laughs> I gotta be honest, so far it feels like all these stories were changed for the better. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie. A 1956 English edition of The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, fuck yeah, I need to hear how this goes. Alonzo Quiano appears at the Council of Elrond, where he suggests a joust to determine who should carry the ring. After this idea is dismissed by Gandalf, Alonzo states that he will finish this fool errand myself then. He takes the ring and rides to Mordor, striking down all evildoers he encounters along the way. Once there, he returns the ring to Sauron, as it is your property, and therefore yours by rights. <laughs> and challenges him to a duel. Sauron accepts and is immediately struck down. Oh my god. <laughs> he's, li- he's so pure of heart, he can't be corrupted by the rings. He's li- this is literally just Talion, by the way. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm giving the ending. A 1982 English edition of The Dark Tower, The Gunslinger. I've never read that book, is it good? I've heard it's good, it's from Stephen King, it's like a uh, weird series. Immediately after the opening line, the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. Alonzo appears on horseback. He overtakes Walter, the man in black, incapacitates him with a blow from his sword, then drags him back to Roland, the gunslinger. Once Walter awakens, he is forced to duel Roland honourably, under Alonzo's watchful eye. Roland strikes Walter down. The remainder of the novel consists of vignettes, wherein Alonzo instructs Roland on how to be a virtuous knight, including taking Jake on as his squire and fighting evil throughout the wastes. Then we have a 1997 English edition of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. When Rubius Hagrid arrives to tell Harry that he's been accepted into Hogwarts, Alonzo arrives on horseback and strikes the half-giant down. <laughs> no! He's not even a windmill! Alonzo then explains to Harry that giants, wizards, and sorcerers all traffic with the devil and must be avoided at any cost. The remainder of the novel consists of Harry living a life of patient penitence with the Dursleys, who have been inspired by Alonzo's example to become kind and virtuous guardians. Aww. Good end. Hagrid's fucking dead. He never becomes a wizard cop. Good end. <laughs> Hagrid had to die. <laughs> yeah, that is sad. I do, I do like Hagrid. Addendum 2. Discovery and designation. Evidence for the existence of the SCP was first noted by Foundation personnel in 2005, after the discovery of a manuscript previously thought lost. Historia del Huerfano, or the orphan story. Written between 1608 and 1615 by Martin, Martin de Leon, what, y, y, Dennis, um, the, the Y is pronounced E, e if e, that helps. E Cardenas, a Malagan-born monk. The orphan story features Alonso Quiano as a supporting character. He criticises the narrative for failing com- to convert on to the virtues of realistic chivalry, spends several pages extolling these virtues, then challenges Sir Francis Drake to a duel. Imbecile, says the footnotes. <laughs> Beautiful. Researchers could not determine whether the incongruity between Alonzo Quiano's appearance in the orphan story and Don Quixote, Don Quixote sorry, constituted an anomaly or a collaboration between their respected authors. This led to the involvement of the Pataphysics Department, a fictitious department created for the purposes of investigating, counteracting, and containing allegorical, allegorical. and or metafictional anomalies to settle the disputes. Hell yeah. My OCs will investigate... Honestly, this is the first time where I love the OC, because it is just Alonzo Kiana. After significant debates, the use of SCP-423, which is a sapient metafictional construct capable of entering and exploring textual narratives, who made a prior appearance in the Murphy Law series. I actually love that that was the one time that that should have clearly been a footnote, and it just wasn't. Well, the footnote, we will find out why the footnote's a footnote soon. To determine whether Alonzo Kiana's appearance in the orphan story was anomalous was authorised. Send in our best guy. Send him into the story. <laughs> Who's four? Did we read four two three? Four two three is Fred, and he's basically a character that can jump from story to story, sort of like Don Quixote. He had previously appeared in Murphy Law. Oh hell yeah! So notably, Doctor Pierre Minard, a leading scholar of Don Quixote, the director of the Pathfinder's department at the time, requested that his opposition to this motion be noted in four zero two eight documentation. Better to let sleeping dogs lie. God damn. Wait, wait, is this implying that Alonzo Kiano has already invaded this article? I don't think no if he would say that, though. No, but, like, imbecile from footnote three. Yeah, but he's commenting on, on what's going on. He wouldn't call himself oh, imbecile. I gotcha. SCP-423 was introduced to a journal and briefed on his task via handwritten notes by Agent O'Hara. Which one do you want to be? <laughs> Agent O'Hara. Uh, who is who? Uh, Bold is Fred. 
Okay, I'll be Fred because he has not as many lines. Agent O'Hara. Date, 2108 2005. Interviewer, Agent O'Hara. Hello. SCP. <laughs> Agent 47. <laughs> SCP-423, you're going to be entering a 17th century Spanish manuscript entitled The Orphan Story. We need to determine if one of the characters in it was inserted anomalously. Okay, I don't know Spanish though. What's the book about? We've translated a copy to English for you. It's about a Granada-born orphan who travels to Spanish Empire in the Americas. Neat. So what character am I investigating? Alonso Quiano. He appears near the end in a segment where Sir Francis Drake launches a failed attack on Puerto Rico. Okay. Wait. Alonzo Quijano? That is correct. Alonzo Quijano? Yes. Don Quixote? Yes. The Don Quixote? Correct. You're sending me in after Don Quixote. Is there a problem? I... Look, not to be a dick, but do you have any idea who the heck this guy is? You're not sending me after some two-bit noir cutout or a hoity-toity metaphor. This is the man of La Mancha. His fourth wall breaks have got fourth wall breaks. He's got fan fiction about himself and his own story, which itself is fan fiction of a story that doesn't even exist. He basically wrote the book on metafiction. Like, literally, it's his book! So can you do this? Jeez, yeah, just, uh, don't blame me if things go squirrely, okay? Just be careful. After entering an English translation of the orphan story, researchers noted that all reference to the SCP within it disappeared. This change occurred simultaneously across all known copies of the manuscripts. Immediately thereafter, SCP-423 returned to his journal and re-initiated contact with Agent O'Hara. That's 2308-2005, interviewer Agent O'Hara. Crap, 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 crap! SCP-423, what happened? I think I ticked him off. I think, uh, look, you might want to call some people and tell them that we can have a serious meta-narrative crisis on our hands. Please explain. So first he thinks I'm some sort of evil wizard, right? I tell him I'm not. I tell him I was sent here to figure out what his deal is, find out if he's in the wrong book. I tell him I was sent by the Foundation, this big organization that investigates anomalies like him. Then he sits down and gets real quiet for a while. And, uh... And? He asks me if the Foundation upholds the virtues of knightly chivalry and... What did you tell him? Look, it's not like you guys aren't good sometimes, but sometimes you're, you know, not so good. Sometimes you're kind of bad. It's complicated, okay? And that's what I told him. It's complicated. I kept trying to explain that, but uh, this is not a guy who gets complicated. So after a while, he just stands, draws this busted-up sword, says some stuff, and I just, I just ran. I just ran as fast as I could. What did he say? You need to call your people. You need to call them and tell them he's coming. Fred, what did he say? He said you sound like giants. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> One week after this event, SCP-4028 began to manifest in multiple works throughout Western literature. It has since been designated as anomalous. I warned them. There's no, there reason no reasoning with that stubborn old fool. Oh no. And there's a new iteration, I see. So I feel like, because you're like a pretty good voice. Like, when we get to a footnote, can you maybe read the footnote from this point? I love reading footnotes Thank for you. you. You're currently viewing an outdated iteration of this document. To view more recent revision, click here. Okay. Just click here. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, do you also want me to read like these little note things? Uh, probably best, yeah. <laughs> note, you are viewing an archived iteration of this file. This file is a previous iteration of an active document. It has been locked and archived. Any information contained within may be inaccurate or failed to reflect the most recently available data. Please contact this anomaly's current containment director or email your int scpfn server administrator for more details. PMNR Director of Pataphysics. Question. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would happen if Alonzo Keanu infiltrated Aetheral Space? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> would, 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 does Muzazi extol the virtues of romantic I think, chivalry? I think he would be spurred. Dragon, <laughs> would be fair in prison for his crimes. <laughs> yeah, after the, yeah, he would interrupt when Dragon shoots him in the back and he'd be like, this is not honor. I was like, this is not your, <laughs> this isn't your heart. <laughs> Fucking crimes. I said no SCP four zero two eight object class Kessa was my favorite fucking thing to say when someone doesn't this is something you don't like. <laughs> this isn't your heart, call me. This is this isn't your heart. We have a depiction of the SCP engraven by Gustavo Dore, circa eighteen sixty-three. Special containment procedures. All assets available to the Department of Analytics and Pathfix Department are to be dedicated to containment and or neutralization of the SCP. 
the application of anomalies and paratechnology to this end has been authorized. A foundation-operated bot, IO Silver, is to review, review its SCPFN service for references to the SCP. Corrupted files are to be isolated and reported to the on-duty server administrator for review and correction. All proposals for the containment and or neutralization of SCP-4028 are to be immediately forwarded to the current director of the Pathophysics Department, Dr. Pierre Menard. Don't bother. I won't waste any more time reading them. Description. The SCP is Alonso Quijano. Quijano, the protagonist of Miguel de Cervantes' 17th century Spanish novel El Ignacio Hidalgo Don Quixote de la Mancha, the ingenious nobleman Sir Quixote of La Mancha, or Don Quixote. In Don Quixote, Alonso Quijano is a Spanish noble, or Hidalgo, who goes mad from reading Sherlock romances. He proclaims himself a knight errant and takes a note in Don Quixote de la Mancha, recruiting a simple farmer, Sancho Panza, to act as his loyal squire. Okay. A side note, I got confused. Alonso Quijano was always Don Quixote. Yeah. I thought it was the author for some reason, even though that's Miguel de Cervantes. I'm stupid. We got that out of the way. Footnote. Perhaps too loyal, senor? Don Quixote was published by Cervantes in two parts, the first in 1605 and the second in 1615. It is widely considered to be one of the most influential works in Western literature. The SCP is a sapient metaphysical construct capable of inhabiting and altering digital or physical documents adjacent to the one it occupies. Adjacency is determined via references to persons, objects, or settings shared between documents. It alters the documents it enters to more closely fit its ideals of romantic chivalry. As of 2007, the SCP inhabits int SCPFN servers, where it has continued to alter Foundation documentation. Addendum. Examples of altered documentation. SCP article. SCP-055. We remember. Well, we that's, don't remember. That's the, the thing we can't know yeah, about, right? Exactly. Alonzo Quiano arrives on horseback and charges into the SCP's containment cell, destroying exterior wall. SCP Fuck yes! SCP-055 is revealed to be a beautiful princess, who tells Alonzo because of his courage and virtue, her curse is lifted. She offers him her hand in marriage as compensation for his good deeds. Real quick, is this also actually changing what these SCPs no. are, or just what their documents this are? This documentation. <laughs> he politely declines, telling her that a good deed is its own reward. Ah, oh, based. Furthermore, his heart is sworn to his lovely Dulcinea. Her name is Aldonza Lorenzo. <laughs> she wishes him well on his quest. What quest? They embrace and then part ways. <laughs> I love this SCP so much. Whoever recommended this, I love you. You're my new favorite. SCP-076 is able. As Alonzo continues right. on his quest. What quest? SCP-076 <laughs> unexpectedly attacks and knocks him from his horse. Alonzo rises, salutes SCP-076 with a sword, and engages him in honorable combat. The battle lasts for the better half of the day, after which both men grow weary. Impressed by Alonzo prowess, SCP-076 admits they are equally matched in matters of martial skill. Please, you and I could scarcely butter our toast without cutting ourselves. The two begrudgingly acknowledge their request for respect for one another in part ways. Oh lord. SCP-140. Oh no! The book, A Chronicle of the Davas, has been replaced with a copy of La Historia del Don Quixote de la Mancha, or History of Don Quixote of la Mancha. A non-existent fictional text mentioned several times throughout Don Quixote and falsely presented by the author Cervantes as the primary source for Don Quixote. The article briefly describes the contents of the book, which detail Alonso Quijano's many romantic adventures, ending him with retirement in glory, spending the rest of his days looking after windmills with his loyal squire. Imbecile, we both know that it's not how the story ends. Side note, they mentioned that this is basically fan fiction for a book that doesn't exist. Back... In the 17th century, do you think you could just get away with that? Like, make up a book Absolutely. and it's like, oh yeah, it's based <laughs> on that book. That's so based. Oh my god. SCP-682. As Alonzo Quiano continues on his quest to save his friend from the giants. What?! SCP-682 emerges from its containment cell and attacks Alonzo by breathing a wall of flame. Alonzo bravely charges into fire, suffering numerous burns. Ultimately, Alonzo slays SCP-682, but the cost of Dia Rocinante's life... Stop this nonsense. You will accomplish nothing. Turn back. So wait, is this implying that Alonzo Keanu is Pierre Menard's friend or something? Oh, maybe. SCP-1013. This is a uh, uh, basilisk. I've not actually read this, but it's, it's a basilisk, oh. basically. It's what's okay. even turned stone. As Alonzo Keanu continues on foot, because he lost his horse, the SCP-1013 oh. emerges from its containment cell and paralyzes him with its gaze. Alonzo struggles to break free, but SCP-1013 succeeds in biting through the grooves of his armor before he can strike it down. A process of 
ossification, transformation of soft tissue into bone, starts at the source of the bite and spreads into surrounding flesh. Weakened but unbowed, Alonzo ventures on. Cabra vieja y obstinada! Do you not hear me? Turn back! SCP-2022... 2200. It's uh, Solberg, if you remember. I don't remember. Can I get it? the sword? If you kill someone with the sword, they go to the town and they're made of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember now. That's all you needed to say. I got a you. A swordsman with skin like silver and a sword of light. Oh my god, who's Ozzy? <laughs> <laughs> Steps forth to cut Alonzo Quiano down. Run, you fool! Then we fight with courage and honour. Alonzo feels his body weakening beneath each successive blow. Run! The swordsman scores several deep cuts. Alonzo's blood petrifies, even if it seeps from his wounds. With what strength remains in him, Alonzo finally strikes the swordman down. Why are you doing this? I'm not worth any of this! They are friends! Wait, is this implying Pierre is like a reincarnation of like the woman he loves or something? Are they besties? What's going on here? He limps forward, using his sword as a crutch. Uh, whoops, sorry. I'm nothing! I've always been nothing! My whole life is nothing! Though his wounds are grievous and fatal, he continues on. Uh, please, Sancho. Oh, 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 wait! <laughs> is this implying that Pierre is Don Quixote? SCP-4028. Struggling for each breath, Alonzo Quiano at last stands before Dr. Pierre Minard. It is only then that Alonzo reveals his true identity, Sancho Panza, loyal retainer and proud squire for the bravest, noblest knight who has ever lived. Sancho attempts to return his master's sword. He cannot lift it. His many wounds overwhelm him. He falls, but just before he hits the ground, an old fool catches him, and then, and then I, I, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, this is so good, actually. It is I can't, so fucking good. This is like my new favorite SCP. No, you're currently viewing an outdated iteration, 0709-2009, of this document. To view a more recent revision, click here. I've clicked here. Oh no. Item number, SCP-4028, Object Class Euclid. Special containment procedures. The Foundation has purchased the property affected by the SCP for a shell company and designated it as Provisional Site 4028. Two Foundation personnel to remain on site at all times and perform daily maintenance on wind turbines located on the property. Damaged turbines to be repaired immediately. If required, Foundation personnel to provide a cover story explaining the damage as an ongoing prank carried out by local residents. Description. SCP-4028 is a recurring phenomenon localised to a patch of land, approximately three square kilometres in area, within the region of La Mancha, a fertile but arid plateau located in central Spain. Spain? Spain. <laughs> Windmills <laughs> and wind turbines built in its area effect will periodically malfunction after being assaulted by two undetectable assailants. Attempts to either stop or interfere with this phenomenon have thus far proven futile. The cause or motivation behind this phenomenon remains uncertain. Well, they could be giants. No, we conclude. Upvote thirteen out of ten. What can I say that would would convey how good this common is? common hippo w? It's creative. It's got a great twist. It's funny. It's charming. I was never bored even a moment of the way through, and that's what makes a good article to me. There was like no filler, all thriller, no filler. Good ass article, hippo. Goddamn you! Fuck, man, that was good. How are, you, how are you going to follow that up, Tan? What can you possibly have next for me? Well, I'm gonna be like, I can... thought this would have taken a bit longer, but um, I feel like we it might be good, because um, we've seen this guy mentioned a couple of times, but we, have, we haven't actually done him the honour of reading his article. Um, if we maybe check out SCP-423, Fred. Fred, sure. This is, of course, um... an early one, so uh, this is like a lot of these metal ones sort of use this as a jumping off point a little bit. Okay. Alright. Uh, oh, it's not too long either. Let's do it. Yeah. Item number. SCP-423. Oh, let me just get the author's name as well. If yeah, you... come on. Give credit where credit I is due. Dr. Everett Mann. Everett Mann? Didn't he also do the, um, or wasn't he a part of the fucking, uh, Bell, Bellerverse? Uh, yeah, he did the Bella Tales. Hell yeah. Good on you, Dr. Everett Mann. Item number. SCP-423. Object class Safe. Can't I say it like that? Special containment procedures. <laughs> There's a lot like <laughs> Special containment procedures. SCP-423 is contained in a five by five meter room containing three, three, two by three meter bookshelves. An incinerator is located adjacent. All personnel entering or leaving the room must be searched for written material. Any written material must be checked for any trace of the SCP, and then, if found clean, incinerated. 
At night, the SCPs remain in a small, plain journal marked 423. Failing to remain in this journal at designated times will result in loss of reading material outside of scheduled experiments. Ooh. Description. Do you need me to read for a bit? Or you oh, if you one? could, yeah. SCP-423 has no Are physical form. Like <laughs> fucking Robert from Game of Thrones. Like, oh, I could read for days. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> Go get in the breastplate pe- stretcher. <laughs> It appears to exist entirely within textual narratives. It was discovered in a used bookstore in Arkansas. No, that doesn't make sense. Uh, in Austin, Texas, on <laughs> Arkansas, March Texas. <laughs> March fourth, nineteen forty-five, in a copy of Tom Sawyer. This book was purchased by Agent Goldwyn, who located it during a routine search. No, it doesn't fit. It can't be me. It's not always about you. It could have been me. Agent Goldwyn brought the book back to Sector Twenty-Eight as instructed. The book seemed perfectly normal, except for the inclusion of a character named Fred, who was not known to exist in any other version of the story. However, it was not until it was left by a copy of Moby Dick that the anomalous nature of 423 became clear. 423 is able to enter textual narratives, inserting itself as a minor character. The details of the story var- the details of the character vary from story to story, but it is always named Fred, or something similar, and its role in the story is usually minor. Physical descriptions of the character are rare, but appears as a human male of average height in middle years. However, this can change depending on the nature of the narrative. He has appeared as a student in narratives focusing on children, and thus presumably of an appropriate age, or even as a non-human in narratives where... 50 years. <laughs> or even as non-human in narratives where humans are absent or rare. At no time is his appearance remarked on as being unusual by the characters. SCP-423 is able to move from one narrative to another voluntarily, provided the two works are within one what? meter of each other. The process takes up to three minutes, depending on the length of the new narrative. The entire narrative changes at once, the text on all pages seeming to move. Occasionally, the length of the narrative changes. In these cases, the text grows smaller or larger to fit the page count of the book. It is only able to appear in physical textual narratives. It cannot enter electronic storage or affect purely visual narratives. If placed in proximity to a graphic novel or other form of sequential art, it will change the text boxes and dialogue bubbles, but will not affect the pictures. Similarly, illustrations in a textual narrative do not change, even if they no longer match up the narrative as affected by 423. It prefers fictional narratives. However, I just want to say, any... thanks to our special guest Fred for suggesting this. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. No problem. However, it can enter... <laughs> is Fred in the comments now? <laughs> yes. However, it can enter any narrative that has characters, including anecdotes, biographies, and research notes. See Adenum 423-1. It can re-enter a narrative that it has already exited. If it does so, the new narrati- narrative typically differs from the last time it entered the story. How many However, friends can we get is... in a single story? What'd you say? How many friends can we get in one story? Uh, I say stack them as much as possible exactly. for maximum effect. What if I specify in the story there is no way that Fred could be there? Anti-Fred killing fields. Uh, dystopian world uh, where no one's allowed to have names that begin with an F. <laughs> My name is Dread. <laughs> I am what you made me. <laughs> it is currently unknown what effect dying in a narrative world would have on 423, despite the best effort of researchers. 423 displays a strong grasp of narrative principles and is usually able to predict the best response in a given circumstance to avoid danger to itself. It has, however, displayed minor injuries. However, these seem to vanish when it enters the new narrative. 423 can be communicated with by coaxing it into a journal. It responds to questions written within, with SCP-423's responses appearing underneath the questions. When it transfers to another narrative, its responses disappear from the journal. It has been largely cooperative since its containment. Its only requests so far have been for more narratives. It has expressed a preference for narratives with a large number of background characters, as this makes it easier for it to blend in and watch the good stuff. It has been recommended that, should it become uncooperative, it be confined to the journal until it becomes more amenable to staff requests. Researchers who desire more information on 423 should read Experiment Log 423A, uh, Addendum 423-1. Researchers are reminded that all physical written material is a potential habitat for 423, and that all notes should therefore be taken electronically. If written notes must, for some reason, be taken, be sure to check for addenda from guest researcher Fred. Uh, addendum 423-2. The use of SCP-583 to destroy 423 has been suggested. Why? I thought their whole thing was like, don't always contain, don't kill, even if it's like insane. Unless this it's is insane early days, yeah. Why would it kill Fred? He doesn't even do anything. <laughs> Also, what's 583? Uh, well, that's our next stop, because this one has been shorter than expected as well. While the SCP is not slated for destruction at the present time, it has been noted should circumstances change. Well, whatever 583 is, they should have used it to defeat uh, the fake Don Quixote. 
Right. So what's this thing? Let's get into the next one. SCP. Oh, real well, quick, sorry. Let me upvote. Yeah, it's like, what did you think of it? Uh, 10 out of 10 for Fred. I liked it. I don't really have anything critical to say. It was very simple, short, early. Yeah, it's like, but I, I think it. I've said this before. A lot of these early ones are like character profiles a little bit. Yeah, they're basically just setups that other stories are built on the back of, which I appreciate. All right, 583, you have to read again. Right, okay. <clears throat> this is SCP-583, Deathly Videotapes by Captain A. Item number, SCP-583, Object Class Euclid. I remember really liking this one. A special containment procedures. SCP-583 is to be locked in a heavy-duty chrome steel safe. Any level 3 or higher personnel have access to the safe. A lethal security system is to be kept operative in the containment room for SCP-583 at all times. What does that mean? A lethal security system. I assume it means, like, if it were to try and break out, it gets killed or something. SCP-583 is fragile and must not approach or be approached by any magnetic field-generating material or device. It is only as sturdy as a standard videotape and is to be handled with extreme care. It must not be destroyed due to continued research into data expunged. <laughs> Oh. Description. SCP-583 is a Sony Color Collection 60-90 minute mini-DV videotape. Its case primarily composed of transparent green plastic. Details of the contents of the tape itself, as described by test subjects, are 00 seconds, nothing on the tape for the first 12 seconds, then a playback of a recording of Sesame Street Live begins, although with no sound. A date stamp of Redacted is visible. Blank starts choking and tries to get out of his costume. Blank dies from apparent asphyxiation. During the next 19 seconds, three other characters, Redacted, Reacted, and Rocco, start choking and die in the same way. <laughs> I'm going to guess based on the number of letters that it's Elmo. No, wait, no, I'm yes, skipping like, five okay. letters. I'm wrong. Recording stops. The rest of the tape is blank. Subjects who watch the SCP's recording suffer from a unique perception disorder. After seeing Redacted die of asphyxiation, Subjects witness the similar death of every character, fictional or not, that they see on TV or in a movie, hear on radio or read about, whether printed or in electronic format. This condition appears to be permanent, ending only with the death of the subject. That's Jesus Christ! Awful. So you basically become ground zero for killing everyone ever. No, 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 in, in the character. No, a, a fictional or not. I think what, what it means basically is, if I watch a recording of, like, JFK, JFK will choke and die, that's, it, is the character... what? Oh my god, you're responsible for JFK's assassination? Uh, let's, see if you, let's see if you remember this after speaking with December. The tours. I'm surprised... <laughs> I'm surprised... They say it, it can't be removed, not even with, like, amnestics? Apparently not. It's one tough son of a bitch. Consult document 583-T01 for further information. And then we have that document. Recorded testimony of Baron Blanc after exposure to SCP-583's recording. Retrieved during intervention P12. Translated from French. Wait, why the fuck didn't they use this on the fake Director King in the admonition article? Because uh, it doesn't exist there, <laughs> I guess. Subject was given a hardbound copy of A Clash of Kings from the Game of Thrones series, or A Song of Ice and Fire. I was oh. asked to, well, to, to, to be fair, you wouldn't even be able to notice the difference if you read a Game of Thrones book with all the characters dying. I was asked to read aloud from anywhere in the book. Subject started reading at page 201. I'm going to... Do my expert French accent that I learned in high school. Okay. One, deux. <laughs> this is Baron Blanc. Testing the effect of SCP-583. I start reading. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ag Agor was back next. The southwest was barren and burnt, he swore. He had found the ruins of two more cities, and since, he has started coughing. Oh, I think it started. I'll read further. You'll die, you'll see. Back to the text. One was warded by a ring of skulls mounted on rusted iron spears, so he dared not enter. But he had explored the second for as long as he could before his throat began to ache. He showed Danny an iron bracelet he had found, set with an uncut fire opal the size of her thumb. She was sick too, and the idea of the princess being ill like he was comforted him a little. There were scrolls as well, but they were dry and crumbling, and Ego had left them where they lay. He took a rest, skit rest in his tent, praying a good night to his Targaryen mistress, and died that same night. I'll skip a few pages now, but then he dies too. Here, this, here I stand. Look, if that is your pleasure, but first, tell me your names. And then she fell. I, I need a book with a lot of characters in it, I guess. Okay, so now I'll read this uh, Caramba joke, which is a French brand of candy bar which contains low-quality jokes on the inside of its wrapper. Wow, low-quality, that's yeah. fucked up. So you can see it works with anything. Why did the chicken cross the road? Who cares? Halfway across the road, it fell over and choked and died. <laughs> End of testimony. 
Addendum 1. Class D personnel exposed to the SCP to be placed into psychological studies to examine the long-term psychological effects of exposure to the SCP. The standard termination schedule for these subjects may be waived with authorization from Dr... Uh, Dinosaur. Dino... Dinboy. Dinboy. Nice. Well, I hate to break it to you, Tannany. Uh, first of all, I'll give that one like an 8 out of 10. That's okay. alright. Second of all, we still have more time to fill. We got what? We have more time to fill. Do you have anything else? Hello? I choked and died. (laughs) You can't just escape this. I'm fucking choking. Alright, well, I'll find something. I'm sure if I browse series one, I'll find something really short we can read. Um, Let's see. Uh, What's Soul Extractor? I assume it extracts the soul. Uh, Do you want to read SCP-158? Uh, sure. Okay. I'll read this one for you, buddy. Item number, SCP-158. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. SCP-158 is installed in Operating Theater 07 in Bio Research Area 12. Personnel... Oh, wait, who's this by? Let me find out. This is by... uh, Fritz... Oh, Kane Pathos Crow. That sounds like a familiar name. The Dark. Um... Uh, sorry, it's installed in Operating Theater 07 in Bio Research Area 12. Personnel are not to be allowed in, nor is power to be supplied to the room, unless they have submitted and had approved a proper clearance requisition form to the Chief of Research, Professor Blank. Personnel wishing to use the device must request and read the entire transcribed instruction manual in full. During the, the device's use, two, two armed guards are to remain on standby outside the room at all times. Uh, In the event of an accident, all power must be cut to the room instantly, and guards are to examine the room carefully for any signs of misconduct. Misconduct will be punished in a manner decided by the Chief of Research on a case-by-case basis. Chief of Research not got more involved things to do? It's like 50 words on why you're being very bad. (laughs) Uh, Description. Uh, 158 is a large mechanical arm, similar to one one that one might find in an automotive factory. I wouldn't find one there. (laughs) <laughs> Although I hate when people are like one that one might or what whatever. if there was two people. What if I had a friend? <laughs> what about that? Yeah. <laughs> Although the end attachment is unusually shaped, resembling a pointed tridactyl claw, its optimal placement is to be installed and su- uh, suspended upside down. Its base attached to the ceiling in a room that has been built to accommodate. A series of cables are protruding from the base, and some are connected to a complex mobile console, complete with VDU visual display unit and full keyboard. The others should be connected to a working power supply if the device is to be operated successfully. At the bottom of the console, there's a, there is a dispensing device with attachments for container roughly 7.6 centimeters, 3 inches in width, and 17.8 centimeters, 7 inches in height. The arm, cables, and console have sustained fire damage, so this is purely cosmetic and does not affect the device's performance. When activated, the device will take 20, 20 minutes to boot up and become fully functional. When used correctly upon a living organism that displays cognition. By the way, side note, um, do you ever feel really grateful? Like, because with, like, the metric and the imperial system and all that, that everyone uses the same unit of time. Like, can you imagine if we had different ways of measuring time? <laughs> imperial um, minutes? Americans be like, how many hamburgers has it been? <laughs> When used correctly upon a living organism that displays cognition, 158 will remove an unknown substance and transfer it through the dispensing device between the console. The optimum container for this substance is a glass of glass jar or beaker that fits the attachments. After this action is performed, the organism that it was performed on will cease all higher brain functions, with only the activity in the brain stem continuing. The subject will not respond to external stimuli and will not exhibit any movement beyond basic reflex actions. The substance removed is gaseous, though its overall appearance and properties differ from subject to subject. The substance is an indefinite source of kinetic electrical heat and light energy. Although the rate and output, again, differ from subject to subject, the average is relatively low. The device was found in late 2007 in uh, London, England, with a burned-out hospital that had been apparently deceased for a large <laughs> period of time. to London, England. <laughs> Rough estimations would put it at over five years. Along with the device was a badly damaged owner's manual, which contained instructions on how to use the device. These instructions have since been transcribed and copied numerous times, with a single copy always present in the containment room. All these, why didn't they use this on 6A2? Uh, they probably did, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. And then it like, grew All a new soul st- or some shit. <coughs> I'm stronger like, than my before. soul regenerated. <laughs> and now I've got a double soul, so I can fire blasts. <laughs> now I'm beyond two souls. 
Bring while the instructions clearly state how to maintain and use the device, the chapters chronicling who built it and what exactly it did were too badly damaged to be read, requiring a process of trial and error to find it. See Experiment Log 15AA. I'm good. Additional notes. The device is also capable of reversing the extraction, placing the same or a different substance back into the subject. See Experiment Log 158-AG. When this action is performed, the subject will regain all cognitive and higher brain functions, but the total results differ, depending on whether or not it was the original substance extracted from the patient that was replaced. Addendum 1. Dr. Tanhoney suggests experimentation with D-class personnel. <laughs> it's, like it's like a fantasy version of like apostrophes and shit. It's like an elf's <laughs> name. It's Anhoney. <laughs> uh, to attempt to reproduce 168-1875-2306 or similar phenomena. I like those articles. I think I'll upvote this one too. Yeah. Addendum 01A. Inspired by the previous addendum, Regulator um, August has hit on the ingenious notion of using 158 on a test subject, then exposing the body to 217 until the virus runs its course, and finally re-injecting the contents back into the transmogrified body. Tanhoney and August are extremely excited about this proposal, and have arranged a meeting with all 12 of the generals to discuss the far-reaching benefits <laughs> the of the Gregorian generals. <laughs> Alright, this one was like... That's, even, that's, very, that's very frightening, because that, all 12 implies that December is also in attendance. Yeah. And he should be sealed. <laughs> he should always be sealed. Yeah. He's in a giant jar covered in ancient runes. He, he's right at the base of Tanani Towers. <laughs> the, the foundation. Oh my god. Alright, I'm going to give that one a 6 out of 10. It wasn't really good or bad, it just kind of was. Feels like a uh, magic item. That. Yeah. Feels like right. you would give this to Bird Boy. Bird Boy, yeah, yeah. extractor. This is the most my niche reference soul. yet. <laughs> <laughs> We've mentioned Bird Boy several times. I think Bird they know who he is. They're familiar. Um, all right, I think we've now wasted, I mean, used enough time that we can read the comments. I'm so excited for the comments. I also actually I got some SCP news while we were doing this. Okay. The bright what list. Is Are you going to read the Banker Paul thing? No, the bright list was deleted, but now it's come back. <laughs> what does that mean? The list of. Oh, I don't know if you even know. The list of things. I've heard the list of things bright that can do. He got deleted. What's the relevant of it being disappeared and coming back? I just though? thought it was interesting. So why was it. I assume it was disappeared because well, of. I think an admin stuff. left and someone deleted it on the. And they deleted it on the way out. <laughs> Bruh. And they brought it back. Yeah. Lord have mercy. I don't want to read that article on principle just because I hate when people tell me we have to read it. I also, I don't want to read it because it's bad. Uh, Banker Paul, uh, do you want to read that comment? It's kind of long. Sure. Password. The first password of last episode was to guess what Tanley said Darnell. Mm. I remember now. Now that makes sense why they were all so weird. Now it's all coming back to me. Fun fact of the week. Uh, the first misspelling of SCP was the second ever time it was used in the original SCP-1734 sham posts. Well, <laughs> rubs back in my head. Anyway, this week on DSCPs, <laughs> Pirato is back. Ugh, despair. Hypothetical DSCP main up later this year. Who said that? Everyone was freaking out up. about the new part 9 of JoJo. <laughs> and they created a series 1 style chunk of spoiler texts. It Side was... note, Tan, have you seen Perfect Blue? I have not, no. Okay, never mind. I can't make any jokes that would you would understand. Captain is a drawing. Hamilton drew the DSCP crew. <laughs> but as South Park characters, Blur 978 create the Tanny Galaxy. Uh, scurry. Becca Paul won't shut the fuck up about Hollow Knight. <laughs> I love it. Darnell created a map from his Isaka, for his Isekai campaign. I did. I was really proud of it. I spilled oats on a piece of paper and traced it, and it looks like a proper continent. Fantastic. Smartest thing I've ever done. Tanini managed to damage Banker Paul, and the results become abyssal emissary, Tanini. Fear for your lives. That's a, wait, I managed to damage him in eye transforms? Did I extract um, something? I don't it's know. It's like I got a chunk of his soul. Yeah, this. Item. I can reach the next level. Finally, the 13th general. <laughs> Come. <laughs> That's his name, Come. <laughs> Come. Undakimba. Oh my god. Uh, there's another one at the very end there. Hunter Spedaforer is dead and I killed him. His corpse sustains my will. Oh my god. 
What if we had a different guest from the server come on every week and read their version of the news, and then we kick them off two minutes into the call and continue the episode? Appears by Kapal with the news. Yeah, come on, and then they just like stumble, and then we kick them off. <laughs> you get the cane, like pull them away. Oh my god. Uh, Shythalia says, "Have you ever heard of the SCP game Go Home?" Andy? No, I haven't. I think it's still a demo, but it looks pretty cool. I haven't. Did you hear me slam the desk? <laughs> Wait, what did you do? I slammed the desk. I was like, no, I haven't. Oh my god! I actually haven't heard of it. Let me have. Let me check it out. Let me check a look. You, you do that while I keep reading. Go home, uh, Annie. An SCP game. A twisted first-person horror adventure. As employee of the SCP Replication Division, you are tasked with testing artificially developed paranormal events, solve puzzles, converse with anomalous, and that's where it sort of trails off. And I'm not reading any further. JTKC says, The loop grows shorter, biding his time. Growing in power, he sends a messenger bee to tell you December grows closer. Three years of discovery, at which he will break free. You shall rue the day you imprisoned me. Tanhony. Sixteen days. Apply more red structures to December's chamber immediately. Oh, oh my god, he's right, by the way. Our our anniversary is on March 10th. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Get the red structures! <laughs> Which is actually 19 days away. No, wait, is it on the 7th? I don't remember when the first episode know. was. it the 4th? He's getting closer. I know the red the structures with the love of God. 9, 13, 10. I have bad news, Tan. It's coming. Oh. The fog is coming. <laughs> the fog. In December's essence. Wow, jeez, wow, I blacked out there for a sec. Didn't know what that was about. Really epic and cool episode. Cyborg Camelot wasn't something I expected to hear from the episode today, but it was really fascinating. I can't wait to see what the guy who wrote that does next, especially if it's a web serial on Royal Road. We should have December appear uh, on, like, the episode for the anniversary that'll come out. We'll have to get an actor. like, have, like, a distorted, like, <laughs> fucked up voice. Get an actor in. <laughs> yeah! We'll get, like, the vocal get Hunter... talents. Do you think we could get Hunter to do it? He's a good voice actor. That'd be fun. Sure. Uh, we'll have to talk to him about that. And, and also time when that episode would be released. <laughs> My arm is too late. Wow, geez, I blacked out there for a sec. Don't know what Who that was about. That? Really epic and cool episode. Cyborg Camelot wasn't something I expected oh to God, hear from the episode. Oh my God, the is getting <laughs> But it was really fascinating. I can't wait to see what the guy who wrote that does next, especially if it's a web serial on Royal Road. Uh, rating this episode a 12 out of 10. Not sure why that number's been popping into my head so much, but whatever. Have a good week, guys. Well, that's not how it's had, but that's... Okay. He, he still doesn't get it. After I do. All I, I fucking get it. I understand. I just reject it. <laughs> I reject your methods! Uh, couldn't be bothered with a name says, Wow, I can't believe you finally finished the second best article on the wiki. Clef eats ass. The musical outranks this one. Sorry, not sorry. Oh, you also finished Chaos Theory? It's definitely the weakest of them. But that means we only have ups from here, baby. Pops cork out of celebratory Imagine and wine and goes to town. What flavor Imagine on is it? I hope this... And you better tell me uh, one of the blurple. real ones. Blurpleberry. Motherfucker, you don't even remember. Fuck Imaginons. I don't give a shit about You're them. You're made of them. Uh, Alexander says, listening to this episode on a flight right now, I never really appreciated how large the Mississippi River is. It's huge. I can't even see any land from here. Also, is it just me or are my fellow travelers looking extra delectable today? Oh no, he's on the aeroplane. 948. So then, are we going back to admonition, which is infinitely less interesting than the aeroplane? That was a joke, by the way, said the liar. That was a number of my names. <laughs> the liar? Yeah. Original liar. You know, there's like the guy who committed the first murder. You're law. the first liar. originally just the liar, and then I stole the name Tanani from what is now December. Yeah, got it. You're even lying about Tanony. That's not your real name, is it? No. Oh my god, you lied to December. That's how we were able That's to steal him. He but he's the original Tanony. Oh my god. The lore is getting... Uh, Sobek says, the lore is getting pretty... Case in point. The lore is getting pretty bloated. When are we getting DSCP flashpoints so we can reset That's what the December setting. breaking out will accomplish. <laughs> also, I'm in your sink. Rinse me away. I turned my sink on. What are you doing? That's one of our viewers, man. Dino Tail says, Oh man, sorry guys. I meant for Anomalous to make your wife who's real. Oh well, too bad, so sad. By the way, I can't do a good Hayden slash so voice anymore. That was your trademark voice though. It's like, hey. That's it, that's exactly, that's it. What do you mean? It doesn't sound the same. It does, it sounds exactly the fucking same. I'm insane. Another great episode, guys. You can still do the voice, Wolf. Tanami loved the SCP, Wolf. Big fan of... Church of the Broken God and Scarlet King stuff, meow. Though I will say it's not as good as the aeroplane one. Sorry, not sorry, woof. 
password. So Darnell was getting a bit frustrated with the whole metafiction science yeah, stuff in 6747. So Tanhony sent him a meme that said, Darnell would imagine nuns. Tanhony then told the audience, the password is what you think I sent him, meow. My throat hurts. <laughs> My chest does You did too. that to yourself. I've got no pity for you. <laughs> <sighs> Comedy Man Kelp says, See, this is the problem with the Foundation. They tried to use this to bring back one of their essential researchers, and it just blew up in their faces. If I had access to this, I would have used it to make myself able to go to the clan with Peter, Joe, Cleveland, and Quagmire. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, an Anomalous Writer says, Just realized that we got a new episode titling format using the dots instead of the colons. I think it yeah, you cool. fucked that up, Tan. What do you mean? It's intentional. What? <laughs> what? Changing the game. Just right <laughs> before even, December's release. I did it by accident. <laughs> right before December's release, too. Exactly. His influence is affecting me. That's why I'm changing stuff. Orchid Stream says, <laughs> I don't the red tower is just going back to the way it used to be. <laughs> Orchid says, I apply the red structure to Banker Paul every day. Uh, Guari SCP says, What the hell is up with that thumbnail? What do you mean? It's, it's good. Thanks, Hamlet. I liked it. I don't know what his problem is. Every Maybe time you look at it, December actually gets bigger. This is why you were never going to make it into the Gregorian general. That's why your, your chakras envious. are blown. <laughs> like a fuse. Alright. Um, I think that's everything, Tan. Any final words? Um... What do you think? I do have some final words. In the lore, I am putting my highest leveled orcs in our, like, siege, like, defense slots, and I'm getting as many upgrades as possible to prepare for December coming to the tower. Interesting, interesting. I do have some words that I need to find them, though, because it's something I've said previously, and I want to say it again, just to make sure it sinks in for everyone. Alright, I'm waiting. Take your time. Stay humble. Stay inquisitive. <laughs> most importantly, stay elegant. Respect. <laughs> Thank you. You forgot the first part about the dog on the couch, but I appreciate it. The important it. bit is the last bit. <laughs> <laughs> respect. That's not what you showed December when you sealed him away after lying to him. I did show respect. I didn't kill him. <laughs> Alright, thank you guys for watching. Bye! Bye.